All right, yes, my name is Lynn Wilson, and I do work here at America's Keswick. I've worked here, I think, this year will be my 26th year. I'm only 29, so I've done really, really well. But there are many layers to who I am. Most of you know me, my face at the counter. Um, you see me here and there, maybe buzzing around. You call, I answer the phone, but you don't really know who I am. And there are lots of layers to me. And what encompasses me is what I'm gonna share a little bit about with you today to hopefully encourage your heart in a unique and special way. Now, are you bored? You bored with life? You ever get bored? I get bored. I was bored today. I am on the schedule from seven to three today and my boss said to me, listen, your job today is to speak and to share God's word. Well, you don't tell a busy person just to do one thing. I'm here a little after seven. What do I do to 1120 when Joyce said at 1120 you'll go up? I didn't know what to do, but I get bored very easily. And I'm always looking for a challenge. So for the new year, one of the things that I have started is the 555 challenge. I'm going to give you a few challenges today. This is one I started for me. Maybe you want to check into doing something like this for yourself. I am busy. I have a crazy life at home. My life is not the picture-perfect little house with a white picket fence with 2.5 kids in the minivan, and I go to soccer practice on Saturday, and I have a husband that works, and takes care of me, that is not my life. But I still get bored even with all that. So the 555 challenge is this. I have challenged myself. Now, there's no judging at Girls Talk, right? We don't judge each other. My life is nuts, and I'm lucky if I have five minutes on some of my days. So the 555, take five minutes a day to exercise or to do a tone and stretch. Some of you are like, I haven't bent over in 50 years. You know what? Wiggle your big toe if that's all you can do. But I am going to challenge myself every day to go for at least a five-minute walk. Doesn't sound like much, but you know, it's a lot sometimes. Five minutes a day, I want to make sure I'm in the Word of God. Now, yes, should I be studying the Word of God beyond that? Absolutely. But there are days I'm lucky if I can get one verse down this throat because of the day I'm having. So I'm going to challenge myself just for five minutes to study God's word. And then for five minutes, meditate. Whether it's on that verse, I'm going to pray, whatever. So the 555 challenge is something I'm going to take on. And maybe that's something you've got. You know, that's kind of simple. I think I can do that this year. Great. All right. So let's take a moment and pray. Dear Heavenly Father, here we are, just you and me on this stage. Lord, I thank you for this opportunity. I thank you for each heart that you brought here today. Lord, these are your words. You've got something to say. You have organized my notes and my thoughts. You have just put a passion in my heart for each of these ladies here. I've done the two things that were recommended to me by a good preacher. One is know what God wants, and number two is love these women enough to share your word, and I am doing that. Lord, let's make this a win for you today. Lord, let's just see you glorified, hearts changed, lives changed, and a whole new beginning for some of these women. And all this I pray in your name. Amen. So I want the cell phones off. I want your ears listening, and I want your hearts ready to receive something that God has for you today, and we're going to do this. So the theme for Girl Talk this year has been the games of life. 
We've had different games and demonstrations up here. And this month is Jenga. I've never played Jenga. I've seen it played. I don't know how to play it. So I had to go, where else do you go? Google. You know, you check out Google, how do you play? And it said things would be stacked, these bricks would be stacked like this. And you have a stack. And the object of the game is to just carefully pull a piece out. And you don't want this thing to fall. So I was like, so how do you win? So I looked up, who's the winner in Jenga? And they said, there is no winner. We're looking for the number one loser. <laughs> so I had to almost call Joyce Hayes and say, hold on a minute. We're talking about having responsibilities and balancing life in an unbalanced world, and you're telling me to tell these women they're going to be a loser. Well, we're going to stop that before we get any further. So this is life, right? It's a little shaky. It's not always on the right foundation, and we, in our own wisdom, go, you know what, I got this. If I'm playing with Joyce, Joyce, I got this. I'm going to try, aha. Now, let's see. Oh, I got to put it on top. Okay, okay, here we go. Okay, my favorite color is green, so I'm going to pull this one. Oh, no. Is your life stacked in front of you and you used your own wisdom and you pulled the wrong piece out with every good intention and your life came crumbling down and you feel like a loser today? Well, I'm glad you're here because you're not and I'm gonna share with you why. I'm a very practical person. Um, no pun intended with my clothes, but I'm a very black and white person. I don't like too complicated, I need simple. That's why I have an iPhone, it's for idiots. You press this for the phone, you press this for mail. So we're gonna be very black and white and blunt today. And we're gonna move forward with our vision of what it is to play the game of life and have things stacked up against us. How many of you can relate to having things stacked up in your life? Do you just feel heavy? It's a new year. The expectations are put on you. Make your new year's resolutions. You have to lose. You have to, you have to, you have to. <sighs> yeah, I know I have to, but I'm a loser because everything I do falls down. Everything I try and do is a disaster. I pull at one piece in my life and I use my wisdom and it comes crashing down and I feel stupid and I don't feel like I have it together. And all these women in this room, we've got 300 women and I bet you 299 of them all got it together. But me, is that how you feel? Are you sitting there here today and saying, I didn't wear the right clothes. I don't have, I can understand you know, I bet you 299 out of the 300 all can relate to that. People don't want to admit it. We are so good at putting on a face. How you doing? I'm great. Oh, really? You walk away. Well, good for her. You know, you know what I'm talking about. We don't have it together. But I want to tell you today there's some answers to having a way to balance responsibilities in a world that's unbalanced, we need to balance our lives. Now, you might be wondering, all right, she does reservations. Yeah, Joy, yeah, Joyce read this thing that she's all about. What can she possibly tell me that I haven't heard a hundred times? I have no idea. But God does. 
He has laid something on my heart, and I'm going to share it. We're in my living room right now. We're going to just kick your shoes off if you need to. Grab that cup of coffee in front of you. No looking on Facebook. No cell phones. And in just a few minutes, we're going to go through this together. Let me paint a picture for you. I am a full-time working career woman. I'm a full-time working mom. I have three kids. Two have grown and one at home. I'm a homeschool mom. Yes, I do homeschool my youngest, um, who is special needs. So I'm a special needs mom. I have a husband who has epilepsy. Yes, I live with him. He's on disability. He cannot work. He cannot drive. And he has a seizure almost every day, sometimes up to seven times a day. I am a speaker. I'm a blogger. I am in the process of writing my book, so my book hopefully will be published this year. I am a YouTuber. My YouTube channel will come out at Home with Lynn Wilson on January 20th. Whew, I'll tell you, I have been an adoptive mom. I know what it is to have a child brought into my home as a foster child to turn around and adopt. I'm a ministry leader. I've started many ministries. Um, I have, my ministry is Resume of a Mother, and under that has developed things that God has laid on my heart. And the reason is this, I have been lonely. I have not found women I can relate to. One of the ministries I have is called Wings. If you have a husband who is a disabled husband, you can join our online support group. It's private, no one else reads it, but just the women in Wings. I started that, I'm alone. If you have a husband with a disability, you know what I'm talking about. No one can relate to you. Oh, it'll be okay. No, it will not. It will not be okay. If you don't live with it, you don't know. I've started other things as well. I've started a group called Chat that I've handed off to another group of ladies to continue working with them, and it was a mentoring group for girls. Developed from that was a group called Brave for the Boys. There's many things. I have a homeschool group online. I need information. I couldn't find it. All right, I'll do it myself. One ministry I started over 20 years ago is coffee, chats, and crafts. That's exactly what it is. I am a lonely person. You might say, look at her. She's up there speaking. She's got all these friends. I'm lonely. I don't know about you, but life is tough. I need friends. And I have found that most people don't have the gift of hospitality and don't invite me to your home. I'm really a nice person. I really am. I'll even bring you a gift. But I don't find that people open their home. So I started doing that for women. Coffee's on, snacks are there, we chat, we craft. You are not allowed to say anything that is not an encouraging word. That is the rule in my house. We close out in the night with prayer. It's wonderful. I have developed that over the years. Why did I start all this? I have a lot of plates spinning. I have a lot of things in my own personal life that I'm doing, and now you start with all these spinning plates, and what do you do? I, I, I don't understand why this woman would do this. This is my life. This is who I've been called to be. I have a lot of things stacked up against me, and I feel things crashing down. So I need to pull away from that and realize that is not my life. That's a moment in my life. That's not eternity. That's just a single moment that I have. One of the things we're going to talk about is how full is your plate? Do you say about that size? Some of you might say about that size. And some of you might say about that size or bigger, maybe the size of this table. Again, there's no judgment here. 
Your plate might be this size, and my plate might be this size, and we're both still trying to spin them. And one of the things that I have learned is I need the correct tools, and that's what one of the things we're gonna go into next. I need the correct tools. This size, this size, or this size. Let's pick this one right now. Some of you have that face of, she's talking to me, and this, my plate is really, really full. So you sit down and you think, I got it. I got wisdom. I'm Lynn Wilson. I got it together. I know what I'm gonna do. And I pick up my fork. And I pick up my plate. It's going to take me a long time to fix this one. Or I can get wisdom from the Lord, which we're going to talk about, and I can pick up my plate, and I can pick up my fork. <laughs> and I can dive in, and before you know it, this is my plate. And my perspective has changed. My life has changed. I still have the same wisdom God gave me. It's abundantly there. I can dive into any one of these plates and nail it. Maybe that's where you need, need to be today. We're going to look at one verse today. Again, I like things simple. I like things black and white. So one verse, Proverbs 14.1. We're going to do the first part of that verse. Oh, here she goes with the Proverbs 31 woman. Yeah, we are. But it's okay. A wise woman builds her house. Probably we've heard that a hundred times. Big deal. What's so big about that? Well, let's break it down. There's a lot in this little verse. A wise. Wise. Okay, let's start. The Lord put wise in the front of the verse. Where does wisdom come? If anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask. Wisdom comes from the Lord. I thought I was wise, and I pulled out my favorite. I know that's the right piece to pull out. I just know it. I can pull that piece out, and I'll be okay. And my life came crashing down. If I had only used the right wisdom, it might have kept my life in balance. So wisdom, we need to be a wise woman. Not men, man. M-A-N. We need to be a wise woman. I am one woman. Many times I've spoken and I have said, one woman saved a nation. We have a bus trip going to see Esther. One woman saved a nation. Ladies, our world is a mess. Can you agree with me on that? Think back, some of you can think back to the 50s when you were in school. What did you read? The Bible. In public school, one woman took it out of school. One of you can put it back. It only takes one woman. So let's break it down again. A wise, I need wisdom. Woman, that's me. I am woman. Sorry, men. It's all about us today. I am a woman. I can do this, but I need wisdom. Builds, a wise woman builds. Yes, lady, it's hard work. Yeah, you got to get a little dirty. Yeah, your life's going to fall apart. It's okay. Pick the pieces back up and build it again. You must build. A wise woman builds. She works. She prepares. Her, a wise woman builds her. She owns it. It's hers. I don't care who you are here today. You say, well, I'm a woman. I don't have the kids that she's got, and I don't have the husband. Okay, let's stop right here. That's my life. 
That is not the life God has called you for. Whether you're a single woman by choice, a single woman by God's choice, circumstances, doesn't matter. You're married, no kids. You're married with kids. You're married with grown kids. We can divide it up so many different ways. I call myself a single, you ever hear of a single mom? I'm a single wife. I've written a blog article on that. I have a husband that's never there. Emotionally, most times, he's a little spacey after his seizures. I know what it is to be married but not have a husband. It is lonely. It is very lonely. You know, you go on a date and you're all excited and you get dressed up and you go out to dinner. And right before we go to dinner, he's, he's right on it. Honey, you look beautiful. I love you. Oh, it's going to be a nice romantic night. He has a seizure. We barely can walk into the restaurant. I have to sit him. I have to order his food. Sometimes I have to cut his food. I am a single wife. I understand life is painful, and it's not always what we envisioned, but that's okay. This is the package that God has designed my life to be. I would not be a Wilson. I would not be the Wilson we call ourselves, the GLG Wilson team. I would not be that person without all of this part of it. So a wise woman builds her house or her home. I don't care if you live in a cardboard box or you live in a mansion. I really don't care. That's not my house. That's your house. And if that's what God gave you today, if it's a cardboard box, you straighten that box up. You make all four sides nice and straight. You sweep that floor. You make sure there's a roof on that house. If you live in a mansion, you do the same thing. Whatever God has called you to do, to live in, to be, to socialize with, whatever, it is yours and you own it. Okay, now let's simplify that verse a little bit, and how can we be practical? I told you I'm practical, and I like things simple. We're going to talk about four key items to keep in mind. Number one is educate. Okay, education. I do not have a four-year degree. I have a, an associate's that I kind of piecemeal together and finally got it. Okay, I don't have a doctorate. So education, am I educated like everybody else? I'm educated in my own right. I'll give you an example. Wisdom. Wisdom comes from God. If you lack wisdom, you need to ask. Not complicated, but we make it complicated. I have a husband with epilepsy. I have had to educate myself. I don't know what that is. I didn't even know how to spell it when I was dating him. What do I do with this thing? Over the years, I have educated myself. I have prepared my home because of what I have encompassing it. Education is great. Wisdom, we must have wisdom. Wisdom is education. Last night, my husband had a tough humdinger of a seizure. I had to hold him up. My husband's a big boy. He's not a lightweight. And I had to hold him up. I finally got him down, had to lay his head down and protect him on the floor. This is about 11.30, quarter to 12 last night when you all are probably sound asleep and enjoying your, you know, nice comfy quilt on the bed. And I'm sitting there helping my husband. Well, he continued to seize through the night. So I was up almost every hour on the hour checking. For me, my life consists of going like this. Is he breathing? Seriously, I need to make sure I can see the stomach moving. Is my husband still breathing? That was my night last night before I came here. I tell you this because in the middle of this, I'm laying in bed and he's resting. And I'm like, okay, Lord, you're going to 
have me speak tomorrow. And I'm, I'm, I can feel it. I can, I'm getting anxious here and I can't do this. What do I do? Pray. And I literally raised my hand as I'm laying in bed, privately in my bed. I said, God, you've got this. If my faith means anything to me right near here, right now, you need to tell me what to do. I need wisdom. Ah, because I was prepared and I helped build my house and I sought wisdom prior to a chaotic moment when my life seemed like it was tumbling down. Wisdom, don't grab that piece, grab this piece. The Lord reminded me of Clary Sage. Most of you are going, who, what, where? It's an essential oil. Doctors recommended it. I put it all over him. Within 10 minutes, he snapped right back out of it. Thank you, Lord. It was enough for him to get up, get dressed, pajamas, get some water, go to the bathroom, take his pills, and go back to bed. It wore off, and yes, he kept seizing. But that's okay. That's my life. That's not your life. I don't want pity. I want you to realize this is what God has given me. He's given you something else to carry. This is my plate. This is what it probably looks like to you. But you know what? In reality, with the wisdom that I've gained, this is about what my plate is right now. Okay, so we need to educate. What do you do to educate yourself? You're sitting there going, I don't know where to go with this. My son, any of the young people I work with at Keswick, um, I don't know how to, did you check Google? Okay, ladies, Google's out there. Check it out. If you have an illness or someone in your family, check with the doctors. I have a son with special needs. I need to check with educators. How do I do this? What's the best way? What do I do? How do I homeschool him? What should I prepare? And what should I teach? And how do I teach it? Talk to friends, friends that you can trust. Support groups. Renee mentioned that. I go to support groups. Yes. You need to be with people of like mind. If there's a woman here with a husband with a disability, you know what I'm talking about. You can talk to me and we can talk. We can talk. You talk to the other ladies at the table, and they're going, oh, that's nice. They don't have a clue. Church leaders, you better be in a local church or, or searching for one because your church leaders are the people that can help. Your pastor, your pastor's wife, someone there that you can trust. That's a good resource. If they can't help you, their job is to help you get help. That's what they're there for. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Okay, the next thing we're going to do is we're going to prepare. A wise woman builds. She prepares. Okay, the, one of the things that you need in order to prepare is you sometimes need an education. So let's go back to, okay, a wise woman. Remember, the Lord put wisdom first. A wise woman builds. I need to build. I need to prepare. My life that you see up here is, again, who God called me to be. But what has he called you to do? Are you sitting there today saying, I don't want to do that? I don't blame you. I don't want to do it either. Who likes that? It's, sometimes it is no fun. But if that's what God has called you to do, I'll tell you what, I'd rather be in his will than not in his will. I'd rather be feel like sometimes I'm falling apart but still be in his will then have all my things stacked up, look good, be a size two, have all the best clothes and a coach bag and my makeup look just so, and not be in his will. What good is that? What, good, what is your purpose in life? Do you not know what your purpose is? Find out. You need to prepare. You need to get a good night's sleep. It sounds simple. It is. Go to bed. When I was working, now I know there's some men in here, so you just close your ears. This is a girl's thing. I'll tell you a funny story. I was sitting with someone today, and I said, oh, that triggered a thought. 
I was young once, and I was working, and I'm a busy person. I like being busy, and I was single. I had three jobs, and I loved it. I was thriving. I loved it but three jobs. Then I started to date my husband who lived an hour away from me and didn't drive. So I drove to see him. I drove home. You can see this and I get home, you know, 1.30 in the morning and have to get up at six. You know what that's like. So I threw my clothes on. Now, let me back up. A week before that, my girlfriend says, oh, I'm selling Avon. Oh, great. And there's this new hair stuff. It says it's for black hair. And you've got brown hair, so it's probably great for you. And it says it's some kind of an oil conditioner. Okay, what do I know? Half asleep, don't read the bottle, don't know anything about what black hair is. Spray all this, oh, I need condition. I sprayed. It's starting to run down. That's bad enough. This is on one of those fall mornings where you leave and it's 30 outside and it turns to 90 in an hour. Wool pants, I've got a sweater on, and I have this long kind of trench coat. I go out half asleep, don't know what I'm doing. I get to work 45 minutes later, I can't go home and change. I've got this oil running down the sides. I can't take my coat off. It's now 90. No air conditioning in the school. It's now 150 in my classroom. I'm teaching adult students. I taught for seven years at a business college. So these are adult men. Notice the word men and women. I'm in a skimpy little thin top. I forgot to put my bra on. <laughs> so I'm now in class, and my, my job in class was to walk up and down. I can't take this off. I got no bra. These girls didn't want to stay in place. It was terrible. I got oil running down my face. I've got this long trench coat, and I'm trying to teach. Why? I didn't prepare. I didn't go to bed. I didn't get sleep. I didn't use any wisdom on that one. It was bad. A few days or a few weeks later, I'm now teaching. No more oil. Make sure the bra's on. Got the right coat, the whole thing. And I'm, again, walking through the aisles. What is wrong with me, girl? Are you drunk? And I'm walking. I look down. I have two black shoes on. One's a thin heel. One's a thick heel. Definitely two distinct different shoes. And of course, my students are like, really? So again, preparation can really go a long way. A little wisdom can go a long way. I probably painted a picture I should not have for some of these men, but just roll with it. All right. Know your limits. How many of you go, oh, yeah, oh, New Year, yes. Know your limits. You have to know yourself. I know on certain situations the way my son and my husband and my job, I have priorities. I have to work. I support the family. We live on a modest salary here at Keswick. We do not drive fancy Rolls Royces. We live on a very modest income. That's what I got. That's what God provided. The rest comes from him. I can use wisdom with how I spend my money. I can prepare how I do things. Know when to say no. Again, know your limits. If you're going to go somewhere and this situation is going to make you or your family or whatever react, you might need to say no. I can't. It's okay to say no. It's okay to say, you ready for this one? I can't afford it. That's not a curse. That's life. You can say, I can't afford it. Just can't. Don't have pity. 
okay, no problem. If somebody said that to me, I'd say, hey, no problem. If I have it, and I know it would make them awkward to say, here, here's some money. I might just buy the ticket, send it in the mail, no signature, and they're going to go, who, what, where? We've gotten gifts like that, gift card for all kinds of stuff, ShopRite or a bag of groceries left on the doorstep. I don't know who it's from, but it's from God, and I am blessed by that. Okay, what else can you do? You can eat well. Yeah, I know, got to eat right. Get those green vegetables in, get the broccoli in. Some of you are here today and are on the Daniel fast. You're on that fast. Yes, I see that hand. You're on that fast because you're fasting for a purpose. You know what God is asking you to pray about. But you know what? That fast is cleansing your body. It's giving you energy. It's allowing you to have the being that you need to have to do what God has called you to do. Take your vitamins. Know your surroundings. You know, if you're going to build your home, where is your home? Is it a cardboard box? Okay, so you might need a little more protection of this. If it's this, you might need more protection of that. Know your surroundings. Know what you need to do. Prepare. Build. Next thing is attitude. We're wrapping this up real quick here, ladies, I promise. Attitude. Okay. Yes, we talk about attitude. There's a good one and there's a bad one. When you're... Blocks are falling, you feel out of control, you're frustrated, you're overwhelmed, and you can pull a real stinking attitude. Now, you could have walked in here today and on your way here got a flat tire. (sighs) And you had some guy come and change your tire. Then you walked in the door and there was no toilet paper in the bathroom stall. Great. And there's no neighbor to say, can I borrow a few squares? So now you're really stuck. Then you come in here and you meet Jim Lang at the back and he says, we don't have a seat for you under your name. Hmm, how was your attitude after all that? You can go home and you can tell your friends just that. Or you could tell them, you know what, you'll never guess what my day was like. I drove here, I had a flat tire. But this really cool guy stopped and he helped me out. He was a little goofy, you know, I wasn't sure about him, but I got to where I was going. Then, ladies, you understand, went in the bathroom, there was no TP and no one to rescue me. Can you believe it? And then I walked in, they had no seat for me. But, you know, in the end, there was a lady that says, hey, someone canceled. I got a seat. I sat with her. We exchanged phone numbers. We're going to be best friends, and I got a good meal out of the deal. Which side do you want to take of the same story? That's your choice. Life has dealt you a stack of things in front of you. It will collapse over and over. Even when you've used the best wisdom that you can, this is just called life. It's the game of life. Things will crumble. That's called life. But how you deal with it, the right attitude, a good attitude or a bad attitude, can change your whole perspective. All right. Maybe you need to change your priorities. How many of you said, oh, yeah, I got my priorities all out of whack? Well, who did that? Well, nobody's behind me. I guess that was me. Change your priorities. Be flexible. One thing God has taught me with having a disabled husband and a special needs son and just adult children, I need to be flexible. I wake up, I got my day planned. I am a planner. If you know me, I have planners. I buy them like a ritual. And I change them, and I like writing in them, and I decorate them like a scrapbook. And I'm a part of the planner society where I write my calendar. I know, it's crazy. It's part of my sanity. I think it's a little therapeutic, too. But I like to plan my whole day. 
And then God pulls out a piece. And I start going like this. And my tower of Jenga is going. And then he pulls another one, and it's swaying. Woo, wait a minute. Wisdom, wisdom. What did God tell me? What did he tell me in my devotion when I did the 555? I walked. I prayed. I read that Bible verse. What did he tell me? Did I get wisdom? Did I prepare the night before so the next day as things hit me, I am somewhat prepared? Make sure you put the bra in the pile of clothes that you're going to wear. It was very simple. Prepare. Be flexible so when that tower starts to sway, you're not cursing God. You're saying, God, give me more wisdom. Fill me. I need more. Get me excited. Get me motivated. Who is God going to put in your path? Maybe that man that fixed the flat tire needed to know about Jesus. I know people that have cards, and they pass them out, and they put little gifts with them, or they leave a 25 cents in the, in the uh, grocery carriage with this card that says, Jesus loves you. How many times have you ever told someone, Jesus loves you? People don't hear that. Allow yourself to scream and cry. I allow myself seven minutes of self-pity. I don't know where I came up with that. I don't know. If you have to stick your head in a toilet bowl and scream, go right ahead. Get it out, girls. Just get it out. And then pull yourself up and say, you know what? It's time to stack those pieces again. Enough with this. God's given me wisdom. He's told me to prepare. A wise woman builds her house. What is God calling you to do? Make sure you have education and wisdom. Make sure you've prepared and built because that will recharge your attitude. You need to have the right attitude. Remember the plates are spinning, but if you grab the right tool, you can conquer that. Last thing we're going to do is you want to be selfish. Yes, I'm going against the Bible. We're going to be selfish. Today, be selfish. You need self-care. You need to be recharged. I need to take care of Lynn. People will say to me, with all that you have going on, what do you do for Lynn? I have things that I do for Lynn. What do you do? How do you find strength? My strength comes from the Lord. And you hear people say that all the time, and you go, isn't that nice for them? Well, I'll tell you one thing. I could not do life without him. That is my strength. Yes, there are days I want to curse at him, and there are days I yell at him. But I'll tell you one thing. I was driving from my house to here, and I said, Lord, thank you for a beautiful day. Thank you for getting me through the night. Thank you. That, and I even thanked him. Thank you for giving me a hot shower because the power could have been out with this weather. I had a shower. I, I smell pretty good. I'm okay. I'm good. But you know, those little things, I just thanked him for that. I thanked the Lord that he was bringing you here today. I thanked the Lord for every heart that was in this room. And then I pulled on the campus, and here we are. Be selfish. Learn what charges, recharges you. What gets you excited? Maybe it's an ice cream cone on the boardwalk. Maybe it's sitting on the beach and digging your foot and your big toe in there and maybe reading a book. Maybe it's calling a friend that you know every time you call them, there's nothing but encouragement. Don't call the other one who you want to smack. Call the one that you know is going to share a verse or give you a hug or build you up, whatever. You need to find people that will just build you up. Go to a support group that you know when you go there, yes, I'm coming out excited. If you have no other place to go, come to America's Keswick. I'll sell you a ticket. We've got lots of things that will just build you up. Come to the concert. Listen to Robert and Joyce. Listen to Joyce sing today. My heart was filled. I love her to pieces as a friend. 
Her and I are homeschool moms together. I know her outside of Keswick, and what you see on the stage is true blue. She is who she is because she knows Jesus Christ. She knows what she was called to do, and she's doing that. I'm sure life is tough for her, but when she gets up here, God, we got this. It's you and me and Robert on the piano, and she serves her king of kings. You need to plan a, plan a, plan a, did I forget something? The D, you need to plan ahead. How many of us plan a, and we forget the little things? I won't remind you again what I forgot, so the jacket stays on. But if I planned ahead, I would have been in good shape. A wise woman builds her house. We gain wisdom. She owns it. She prepares. She builds her house. What is your house? What is your life? What is the purpose? God has even birthed you into this world. I don't care how old you are. You could be 150 and one foot in the grave. I'll give you a little grace, but I don't think any of you were there yet. I'll tell you two quick stories and then we're going to wrap this up. My grandfather-in-law was an itinerant preacher around the world, and he wrote several books. He, he learned nine languages. He was a very educated man, but he would write his books on pen and paper. At 80 years old, they told him, to write your next book, we have to have it done on a computer. A what? A computer. I don't know what that is. I have a clunky old typewriter. Long story short, at 80, he took computer lessons to write his last book before he died. 80, he learned it. I don't want any excuses. His wife at 69 didn't drive. They came from Africa as missionaries, didn't need to drive. She was here at 69. He was out of the country. She said, forget this. I need a quart of milk. I'm not calling my friend. I'm sick of this. She called someone up. Hello, can you teach me to drive? When he came home from Africa on his last missions trip, she wasn't home. She was buying a quart of milk because she got her license at 69. Don't give me any excuses. You are born. You are here today. You have heard God's word. There is a purpose in your life. There is something he is calling you to do. You know what it is, or I'll tell you one thing. If you don't know when you walk out of here today, I hope he hits you with one of those bricks so hard that you tell the Lord almost respectfully, shut up. I don't want to hear it. You have got to change your life. You need to get wisdom, you need to prepare, you need to build, you need to own it. Your house and your life does not belong to you, it belongs to him. He gave you the breath that you are breathing right now. Every breath you take is a gift from God. I don't want to hear your complaints. You woke up today, you're alive, you have a purpose. There are many people that have gone before us in glory that never got the chance to live the life you're living. I don't want to hear your aches and pains. We all got them. My plate is just as big as yours, if not bigger. But it's my plate. I need my own wisdom, just like you do. Okay, notes for today. I can't serve others and take care of others if I'm falling apart. I need to be selfish. You need to get self-care. You need to educate, prepare, change your attitude, and you need to recharge. You need to do all four of those. Now, here's the last thing. I have had the responsibility and the privilege and the honor of standing up here today and sharing with you what God has laid on my heart. 
That was an honor and a privilege. But I have one more responsibility. It will take us one minute. Sorry, Zach, it'll be 12.01 when we are done. I know you're hungry, but I want you to bow your heads. I don't want you to look at your neighbors. I don't want you looking at your phone to see what Facebook and what your friends just said. I want you to bow your heads. I want you to listen to me. Right here and right now, you're going to walk out of this room. You might not ever walk into another building again. I don't know what God's plan is for you. We've talked about responsibilities in life. You have one more to make today. I don't care what you believe, but I will tell you one truth. Someday you will stand before the almighty God, face-to-face, one-on-one, just you and him. No one will be there. It will just be you and the almighty God, the creator. If you don't believe me, I'm really sorry, but you will stand before him, face-to-face, What is the relationship you have with him today? Do you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that he is your king of kings, your Lord of lords? He is your heavenly father and that you will spend eternity with him. Life is a game. We joke about that. But eternity is not a game. It is real. Don't be a loser and walk out of here today knowing that you're going to hell. I'm serious. You are either going to heaven or you're going to hell. There's only two places. I am going to heaven. I've accepted the Lord as my personal savior. And that is your responsibility, not mine. Mine is to tell you, yours is to accept it. If there's someone here today, I'm not asking anyone else to look but me. Anyone here that needs prayer. They need to make a new commitment to the Lord. They need salvation. I want you to raise your hand. No one is looking. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. After I'm done, I'm going to close in prayer very quickly, turn it back to Joyce. To my right, there will be some ladies. If you need to talk in the back of your program or some verses on salvation, do not leave here today with not knowing the fact that Jesus Christ is the only answer for everything you need. Let's pray. Dear Father, I thank you for being up here on the stage with me and holding me up. Lord, it was you and your words today that I hope touched a heart and not what I said. Lord, if I've made mistakes and I stumbled over words, please excuse them, but let the ears that heard it only hear clear, precise words from you. Lord, I pray for the hearts that are sitting here today wrestling with knowing the fact that they have never accepted you and they need to do that today. Hell is real. The Bible talks about it. Lord, my responsibility is to tell them they don't have to go there. Lord, I pray for the women that just need to change their life. They're stuck. Their pieces are falling apart. Lord, I just pray for them. Lord, I thank you for Robert and Joyce and their ministry. Thank you for America's Keswick opening their doors to allowing these women to come and spend the morning here with us. And all this I pray in your name. Amen.